Welcome to Recloseted Radio. This is the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing clothing brand, or making a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, the founder and CEO of Recloseted. Each week, I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Recloseted Radio. Before we dive in, I wanted to give a quick refresher as to who we are, because if you're new or even if you've been around for a while, you may need a refresher. So we're Recloseted the first one-stop shop consulting agency for sustainable fashion brands. And we're currently accepting new clients for our sustainability consulting services, but we do have limited spots for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about becoming more conscious or you want to start a conscious brand, then make sure you reach out because we're probably not going to be taking new clients on until the end of this year because we are filling up fast. And when it comes to our sustainability consulting services, We can help you with essentially everything you can think of. So your sustainability strategy, creating your roadmap for you, helping you to source high quality and sustainable materials, as well as great production partners and manufacturers that are ethical and treat their garment workers fairly and pay them a living wage. We can also help you with your design. So patterns, tech packs, all that jazz. We can also help you with reporting and metrics, which is really important in sustainability because you want to make sure that you can stand out and have facts to back things so you're not greenwashing. And then last but not least, your communication and your launch strategy as well. Because if you're an existing brand and you are implementing more conscious practices and you don't know how to really communicate that to your existing audience, then we can help you with that. So if this sounds like things that you would want our help and our support with, then make sure you visit www.recloseted.com call. The link will also be in the show notes. And there you can book a complimentary discovery call with me, Selena Ho, the founder of Recloseted. We can chat through your pain points, your challenges, and see if it's a fit to work together. In this episode, I wanted to talk about how you can convince the company you're working at to become more sustainable. I know a lot of our listeners have really big hearts and you may be working at a company where the values don't necessarily align when it comes to sustainability and protecting the environment. And I know in those instances, it can be really frustrating when the company you work for just doesn't see the value in sustainability or even prioritizes it. So if you're in that situation, I wanted to walk you through what I would do. And I also wanted to give you tips because I know that it can feel really disengaging and you can feel like you're almost selling your soul at your work, but it doesn't have to feel that way. And you can actually take this as an opportunity to enact change from within the company you're at and use this as a great resume builder and personal project for you. So before I dive into a four-step process that I think has worked at a lot of our clients' companies, I wanted to give you some tips right off the bat. 
So my first tip is to really recognize that you cannot be the only one at your company that feels this way. You cannot be the only one that wishes things were more conscious or people prioritize sustainability a little bit more. So I would set up a volunteer sustainability committee if one doesn't already exist. And then I would start to socialize it and see who would be interested in joining. And so you can really recruit people at the same level as you in the organization You can, of course, recruit people that are under you, like interns, whatever it might be. And then, of course, you want to also get people above you as well. Another tip would be to figure out who your champions are. You definitely need people in the organization that will champion this activity. And it doesn't need to be the CEO or someone with a huge fancy title or position but they do need to be known internally for having a lot of credibility and they need to be liked and be somewhat of an influencer in your organization. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be the CEO, but it could be someone that the CEO talks to regularly or respects or likes. And again, even if they don't like the CEO or the CEO doesn't like them, that's fine too. You can have many champions, but you want to build up this volunteer sustainability committee so that it's not just you carrying this initiative on your back. And the last tip I wanted to share before I go into the four-step strategy is just remember that you're not going to change the company you're working for overnight. It is not going to happen in a week, a month, or even a year. So make sure you pace yourself. Don't burn yourself out. Don't get too overwhelmed. Don't get too stressed out about it. And seeing how this is outside the scope of your day-to-day job, make sure you don't burn yourself out over this. Of course, this is important to work, but your mental health is also equally as important. So try to figure out how you can balance it. Now that I've shared those tips, let's go into my four-step strategy I have for you. The first strategy that I wanted to share is that you need to make the organization you work for see the value in sustainability. And to break this point down further, here are four ways you can do that. First of all, companies like profits and they like money. That's just the name of the game at the end of the day. So if you can show the company that you work at that sustainability is in fact profitable for them and worthwhile for them to put their effort, their time, and their resources into, they will take you seriously. So you might be wondering, okay, Selena, but how do I do that? Well, there's two ways you can do that. First of all, Think about if your current customers would find it valuable if you were more conscious or more sustainable. Is your target demographic starting to care about the environment and starting to, you know, quote unquote, jump on the sustainability bandwagon? Because if so, then you definitely have a business case for trying to take this seriously. And I would say if your company's target demographic is millennials and Gen Zs, then the answer is 100%. You know, like a lot of these target demographics and these age groups are really starting to care about these items. So it makes a lot of sense for your companies to start to think about the strategy there. If you're listening to this and you don't think that the customers that your company is targeting fits into the millennial or Gen Z demographic and maybe they skew older, that's totally fine. Then you're going to move on to the second point, which is, do you think your future customers would find sustainability valuable? A company will always need customers, and even if their target demographic right now maybe doesn't care as much about sustainability, 
If you think about the longevity and long-term strategy of a company, they continuously need new customers. And so the Gen Zs and the millennials of today are going to get older and then they'll fit into the new target demographic of your company, right? So if they think in the long-term perspective, it still makes sense for them to have a sustainability strategy if eventually they think the millennials and Gen Zs of today are going to be the ones they're targeting. So you likely don't need to tell your CEO this because if they're a good CEO, they would be thinking, you know, 5, 10, 15 years out already. But eventually the target customers that your company has, they're going to age off or pass away, which is morbid, I know, but that's just the reality. So you need to think about the pipeline of new customers, which are basically going to be the millennials and Gen Zs of today, which definitely, again, care about sustainability. So that's the first way you can give them and show them value when it comes to sustainability. Make sure they recognize that it's going to be profitable for them and that's what their current customers and or future customers value. The second way you can get them to see value and prioritize sustainability is to also look into government regulations and trends. A lot of governments now are actually wanting companies to have a sustainability strategy and think about it. So if this is something that is already happening, your CEO is likely thinking of it if, again, they're a good CEO. So get ahead of the curve and actually start to nail this home and like couple it with the fact that it's going to be more profitable for the business in the long run. Another way you can get them to see value and sustainability too is to leverage the fact that if your company was more conscious, you could probably attract better talent as well. Because like I talked about, millennials and Gen Zs really care about the environment and actually having a career where they make a difference. And so if your company doesn't do anything, chances are you're not going to be very competitive in the talent pool and people actually really care about the values of the company they work at nowadays. So you can also tell the executive team that this can be a good way to attract talent. And then last but not least, you can also appeal to their own personal sustainability values if relevant. If the executive team likes to go hiking or they like to go do snow sports like skiing or even if they like to golf, which, you know, golfing is not the best sport from an environmental perspective because there's so much water that's being used to keep the grass green. But I digress. Even if they like to do golfing, like all those things require some sort of environmental aspect and some sort of mother nature cooperating. And so if they like hiking, skiing, golfing, whatever it is. Just try to appeal to that and allow them to realize that if they keep up what they're doing with their company, they're probably not going to be able to enjoy this for very much longer. Plus, their children and their grandchildren probably won't be able to enjoy the same activities they can. So try to appeal to the personal side of things, if possible and if relevant. As a recap, this is my first strategy and recommendation, which is to make them see the value and sustainability by showing them it's profitable and worthwhile, maybe really incentivizing them by showing them government regulations and the ability to get ahead of those, and using it as a good way to track talent and also appealing to their own personal sustainability values if relevant and possible. My second strategy and recommendation is to make it easy. 
if the executive team doesn't really need to do anything except perhaps give you the direction or the constraints or the budgets or the timelines, and then this volunteer sustainability strategy committee will then execute, then that can be a good and low-hanging fruit way for them to get things going. And so for the volunteer sustainability committee, you can say that everyone will work on this after work or perhaps on Friday afternoons, like there's 10 of you that take it off to go work on this. And then you can also say that we're going to tackle XYZ this year. We're going to tackle, you know, ABC next year and then present updates. And then that way, it's just really, really easy for the executive team to be sponsoring this and allowing this to happen. I did want to say one caveat, though. I am a big fan of paying people for their work. So I will say that to begin with, it might need to be a volunteer sustainability committee. But as soon as you start to get results and resources, then I would try to switch it so that this becomes a part of your day-to-day job. And then that way they don't have to pay you extra, but maybe you can push some other projects off your plate that you're not that passionate about and you can work a little bit more on this. And or you can use this as quote-unquote leverage in the corporate world to get a promotion or maybe a bigger uh, salary or something like that. But to begin with, to ease into it, I would approach it more in a volunteer capacity. But after, let's say, three or six months, if you're starting to get results and things are starting to pick up, I would talk to your manager about integrating parts of this into your actual role so that you're technically paid for it and or asking for a promotion or a salary raise or a bonus like something like that so that you're compensated for your time and once you have your volunteer committee set up you want to make sure that all of you are set up for success so the first thing I would do is to work with your champions and your internal sponsors to ensure that you are tackling low-hanging fruit And when I talk about low-hanging fruit, you know, it's stuff that is really low effort and high reward and stuff that's just been laying around for a while without anyone to think about it. So an example could be packaging, right? Like if you could rethink the packaging in your company, that would be a huge win. Or if you're able to find new higher quality materials that everyone can use, that would be a huge win too. Or if you meet with a design team and you try to figure out how they can make more timeless designs, that could be really cool as well. So work with your champions and your sponsors because they likely have those networks in the organization to figure out what would be the easiest way to start and the biggest bang for your buck. And then what you're trying to do too is as you're executing, make sure you're able to measure the results of your efforts. This is key because, for example, if you're going to tackle packaging to begin with, figure out how much plastic you're using, you know, how much uh, money are you spending on all this packaging, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you're working on this project with the committee for six months or a year, you can then present it to the executive team and say, hey, we switched from plastic to eliminating all plastic and we're now using recycled paper. And with that, we are now diverting, you know, X amount of plastic from the landfill. We're actually saving money because we're using recycled paper packaging, hopefully. And then we are also just more conscious in general, and we can now share this with our customers, and it's a huge win. If you present all of this to the executive team, they're going to be super impressed. And then if you're going to be able to measure it, you'll hopefully then get more buy-in, and then you'll be able to get more resources and more budget and more support to continue to do your efforts. 
But it's important to start with low-hanging fruit so that the executive team can see the results and the momentum to begin with. And then you will get more support internally and more buy-in. The key thing here is working and collaborating with your internal champions and sponsors to ensure that you're tackling the right low-hanging fruit. And then also working with your champions and sponsors to get into key meetings and ensure that the executive team is going to be able to listen to your presentations and give you that airtime that you need to share your findings and also share your results. And then once you've gotten that internal buy-in, then it's time to bring in the experts. Because once you've established the internal need, people are excited and they see the momentum that you've made, it's time to really make sure that you bring in the experts so that you're able to execute flawlessly and seamlessly and you just have more bandwidth and more resources to help you. I really think it's cheaper and more efficient at the beginning to bring in those experts so that they can set you up versus you hiring a completely new sustainability team and then trying to integrate them and onboard them and train them. I find with a lot of our clients that are successful, they bring us in at the beginning and then we're able to help build the foundation for them and then help them with hiring their teams and setting them up. That's always better than us working with a client where they've tried to set everything up and then we have to fix a bunch of things. So take it from me, it's always better and cheaper and more efficient to start from the beginning. And there you have it. I know that if you're going through the situation, it is really frustrating and it is really hard, but just remember that you can make a difference in your own organization, which I think is really powerful, but you don't have to do it alone. So find other people, form that volunteer sustainability committee, find your champions. I really doubt that you are the only person in your company that sees the value in sustainability and becoming more environmentally friendly. So just find those other people alongside you, start to band together, and I really believe that you can really make a difference in your organization. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we are currently taking new clients for our sustainability consulting services, but we have limited spots left. So if you want support as you implement more conscious practices into the company that you work for, book a discovery call at www.recloseted.com call, and the link will also be in the show notes. And that concludes this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Make sure you subscribe to our Recloseted Radio podcast on your preferred podcast platform so that new episodes are automatically downloaded and you don't miss any of our free resources. Lastly, don't forget to rate our podcast five stars and leave us a positive review. That really helps us and continues to allow us to provide this podcast for free. Together, Let's write the harmful fashion industry.